Welcome to Unapologetically Abundant Podcast. I'm your host, Petya Kolibová, that love coach who helps corporate women who have been pushed down and back due to traumatic relationship or childhood trauma in their past, which has caused them to see themselves not in a bright light that makes them people please and not show up the way they know they are capable of showing up. My mission is to help women who are on the path to heal from their past wounds, move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can guide other women through online coaching, which is that deep down what they are feeling they really want to do instead of sitting in their corporate job. Each week I will be offering an interview or an idea that will support you to leave behind what isn't serving you anymore and create a life filled with freedom, abundance, and purpose. No more hiding, no more waiting. The time to take care of yourself, to uplevel your life is now. Today I have with me my great friend, Jake Woodard. For those who don't know me, know him, uh, Jake, it's transformational mentor, speaker, author. He guides people to gain clarity, confidence, and awaken their inner badass. So you see the reason why I got him in, right? His own struggle and challenges have made him so passionate about helping others that I wanted him here with you so he can share some of his wisdom and journey with you too. Thank you so much, Jake, for being here today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I, I had to start recording because he was dropping so much knowledge and pearls. And I was asking him also to do a little bit of salsa dance for us, for those who <laughs> will be watching the YouTube. Because if you're not following him yet, you have to follow him. He has an amazing Facebook group. And also his stories are not just a lot of fun, but they're also super inspirational. So when we are done with the show, I will make sure to take notes of all your social media because people need you in their lives. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> so anytime that you feel like that, you know, like urge to dance, please. Just oh, I'm, I'm already moving over here. So. No, I see. I see. It was like, <laughs> for those who are listening, you got to go to YouTube later on because his moves are priceless. <laughs> They're getting better. They're a work in progress, but thank you though. I appreciate that. And I love also about you that you're always learning. You're constantly challenging yourself and learning and expanding. And there is like every day something that you are working on to face it. And for those who don't know your story, can you please share with them, how did you get to this confidence, badass, transformational coach who is not afraid to dance on his stories? I just woke up one day and I decided that's what I wanted to do. <laughs> Was it that easy? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, if it does, please let me know how to wake right. up. Wake up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so honestly, I grew up in a small town in upstate New York in a small farm town. And most, uh, most people in the world have never heard of called Greenwich. And it's a one red light town, more cows than people. <laughs> but as a small child, I just had this immense amount of energy and I was constantly breaking shit and my mother who is a saint was always threatening to send me off to military school the, the school for misbehaved boys and every single day she would just constantly say the words to me why Jake why do you have to do this 
and I was always getting in trouble and just doing whatever I shouldn't be doing, you know, according to society. But I just, I always challenge that, right? So when I was about six years old, I discovered something called Twinkies and I became very addicted to sugar and sweet snacks to the point where my mother would have to hide all of the snacks in the snack cabinet because I would go through and eat everything in the cabinet. And is, <laughs> so because of this, I became very overweight as a child and I was bullied and picked on for being obese and you know, the fat kid and my nickname was fatty and I had to shop in the, in the Husky section at, <laughs> at clothing stores because nothing fit me right because I was like five by five, like I was five foot tall, five foot wide is what you know, some of the bullies would say to me. But as I, you know, grew older and, you know, started to, you know, continue to get picked on it, it really, that was like the surface level to my pain. But when I was about 13 years old, my older sister, my hero, Jocelyn, who was funny, she was smart, she was just popular. But the thing that I loved the most about her is she was just so bold. She just did not give a fuck about what other people thought about. Can I swear on your show, by the way? Yes, you can. Okay. And, and you know that like pop on my mind because people, they swear and they're like, can I do that? Yeah, yeah. Yes, please. But I'm, I mean, on my show, it's just, I, I label every single show explicit because I just, you know, it's, it's all good. But the one thing that I loved about her was she just didn't give a fuck about what anybody thought about her. She was just a badass, right? And I always honored that and admired that in her. So I would do anything I could to hang out with her and her friends. I would break into the bedroom constantly. Just, I just wanted to be around her and her friends. I annoyed the ever-loving shit out of them, right? So the one day I'm breaking into the bathroom because I was going to pour water on her when she was in the shower, like ice cold water, because I thought it'd be a funny you know, prank to do. And I'm trying to get in the bathroom door. I'm trying to get in, I'm trying to get in. And I couldn't get the door open. So I just kicked the door open. And I opened the door, kicked the door open, and she's laying there on the ground with a needle in her arm. And I started screaming for my mom. I'm like, mom, 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 what happened to Jocelyn? Like, why, why is she on the ground with a needle in her arm? Like, I'm only 13 years old at this point. I had no idea why she's in this, what she's doing. And at that point, she had legally overdosed on heroin. So it put me into this deep state of depression and at the time I was living with my mother, my sister was living in the basement and my younger sister was also living there as well, Jasmine. And about a year later, Jocelyn and I had gotten into this terrible fight and it wasn't like your brother, sister fight. Jocelyn at the time she was strung out on crack cocaine and she was like superhuman. And I remember she pulled this knife out like a 12 inch butcher's knife. And she said to me, I'm going to fucking kill you with this knife. So I ran to my bedroom and I locked the door and I just laid on the floor. And I, I can remember like it was yesterday and it still brings tears to my eyes right now. That, and I started to cry. I started, I started like this deep cry. You know that cry that you feel in your throat and in your stomach where you just can't breathe. I started this deep, deep cry and I was punching the ground and I was so angry. I was so pissed off. And I was just thinking to myself, what would it be like? to end this now? What would it be like to end this suffering right now? And I looked up and in the corner of my room, I kept this 20 gauge shotgun that I actually kept there for protection because I never knew what drug dealer was going to show up at the house looking to collect money or collect my sister at that point, right? She owed a lot of people a lot of money. She was in a really bad situation. And you were 14 in that time. 14 years old. 
And so I laid there and I thought about taking the shotgun and turn it against me. So I sat there and I thought about it. And as time passed and a while went by, what I thought I found was actually anger and fear and hate. I actually found love and love for myself, love for others, the love for my family, the love for my younger sister who was also hiding across the hallway in her bedroom because she was scared shitless. And I began to find this love within myself that I, I didn't know was there at that time. So fast forward about seven years of, of pain and suffering, you know, from, you know, alcoholism to obesity, to suicidal thoughts, to, you know, physically, violently, emotionally abused by my father, who's, which is a whole nother story in itself. I have hundreds of stories of, about him, but all of that led me to the point of this realization. I could continue to be a victim of my life or I could take responsibility. And in that moment, I chose to take responsibility for my life. I began developing myself. I started reading books just insatiably, like five, 600 books I ended up reading over the course of a few years. And I started going to seminars and working with mentors and just developing my mind and healing these inner demons because I realized that I could keep sweeping the, the shit under the rug, but the stuff under the rug would begin, was beginning to pile up pretty high. So I began developing myself physically, mentally, emotionally, and I went on to lose over 70 pounds of weight. I, be, I became an author. I started working with people. After I healed myself, I began doing transformational life coaching because I was like, well, shit, I found this, this wisdom, this healing, and now what do I do with it? And at the only point in your life when you go through this experience, you actually have a gift. You have something you can now give because I truly believe that you can't help someone else until you've been helped yourself. And, and that's really kind of my story. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much. And I remember a few months ago when we did the coaching call, thank you so much for it. You asked me too, when are you going to step into your power? When are you going to start sharing your story? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what's my gift, you know, and you kept showing up constantly for me. Hey, Petia, what's going on? How you're doing? How is everything? Are you coaching yet? So it's just amazing because you healed yourself and you kept showing up, allowing the other people to be curious, to be like, hangry for it. Like I want it too. I want to be in that confidence too. And I got to say that you showing up always on my feet or just texting me, you know, it helped me to keep showing up too. So yes, now I am a confidence coach for women. So thank you, Jake. It was also your part. <laughs> and it's amazing because I believe that once you, like you said, once you stop like shoveling all those limiting beliefs and stories and hiding like, oh, this is not here. I don't see you. You know, like if I don't see you, you can see me. It doesn't work this way. When you show up, when you're vulnerable, when you're raw and you did you do that every single day, you gain such a beautiful confidence and clarity that is not coming from the ego, but it comes from love and that feeling like, what can I do to impact even more lives? What can I do to show up and serve even more? And that's so beautiful because it's you. 
It's you showing up that you allow us others to do the same. So I want to thank you personally. Well, thank you. And, and all I can do, I look at myself at this point in my life as like, like a high-end gardener, right? I, I go into the mind, into the psyche of a person that is ready, by the way. A person, I can't work with a person who's resistant. That's a huge key to anybody listening. If you're resistant, you, you can't, you, well, you just don't want help. And I don't care if you're the best mentor in the world, you can't help that person. But what I do is I go into the mind and I, I remove the weeds, right? The, the negative, fearful weeds that have been implanted in your mind since the time you were just a little child. Because they take this little child, society does, and most of you know, our society, I would say, not all of it. And they take this little child and they start programming it from the time it's born. They tell it exactly what to wear, who to hang out with, what words they can say, what movies they can watch. And they put all these limits and restrictions on this, on this beautiful little child. And if you ever watched a child, it's perfect. And it has this childlike innocence and, until it gets programmed. So what I do is I go into the mind and I rip out those program weeds, I like to call them, and I begin planting seeds. And how fast those seeds grow is how fast the person is willing to move. Like with you, you're an action person. I, I told you this stuff a few months ago, and now you have a podcast. Now you're doing confidence coaching with women. Like you're a badass, right? And you're willing to take action to better your own life and also better the lives of those around you. Because like John F. Kennedy says, the rising tide lifts all boats. So when you become better, those around you become better. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that, you know, become better to attract better, you know, and, uh, I know that when we had our phone call, it really helped me with the clarity, you know, just really like thinking about it and writing down about it. Are there any practices, Jake, that you practice or that you advise to your clients to gain the clarity, to really know if they're willing and ready for the next step? Because sometimes people, they are complaining about where they are and they say they want to live better life but they actually don't because they don't want to get uncomfortable. So do you have any practices to really gain the clarity in the life? For myself or for them? You're asking like if I, if I know if they're ready to be worked with or if they're, if they're really, what, what, what's the question exactly? So the question is, what are your practices with your clients or the people that you are talking to to see if they're ready to be coached? Right. Well, I just listen to my energy because they are reflections of me. So I, if a person comes to me and oftentimes if they do come to me, they are ready. Right. And I hold my vibrational level high. So I'm not attracting victims into my life. Going back to what I just said about reflections. If you have a certain type of person showing up in your life, it's because something inside of you. Right. Right. So I, really pay attention to my own energy and my own vibration. And I choose to allow the universe to send me people that are truly ready to receive. And in that moment, when a person has felt enough pain, has felt enough disgust, has gotten to the point where they, they want to change, they will change because pain is the catalyst for change. Yeah. Being uncomfortable will cause you to grow. 
That's amazing. I love that. I'm, I'm like writing all down. I'm like, I don't like lose these wisdom pearls like right away. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I love that it, you and, and anytime that I talk to you, anytime that I see you, I see your practices, how you keep your vibrations high. I know that you're eating really clean, that you really take care of your diet now. I know you're working out. You also meditate and you move, you dance, you, yeah. you don't leave any stagnant energy inside of you. Is there anything else that you do to keep your vibrations high that I missed? Right. So honestly, vibrational energy, you have to realize like for the listeners, vibrational energy, if they don't know what that is, we are all energy beings. We may look solid, but we're really not. Okay. We're cells vibrating at a certain frequency that makes us look solid right? So I think it's like something like 186,500 miles an hour. We're vibrating. Our cells are vibrating that rapidly. So it looks us make like one solid mass, but it's not right. So in the universe, you have to realize that what you're doing is what you're attracting. You attract what you are. Okay. So that's number one. And then, so realizing that we can actually control our physical reality based off our conscious thinking, So what are we thinking throughout the day? Are we thinking negative thoughts? According to psychology, approximately 80% of our thinking is negative, okay? So we have to actually rewire our thoughts to think higher vibrational thoughts. For example, if you've ever read the book Power Versus Force, shame is the lowest vibration. It vibrates at approximately 20 logs, right, in, in science. I'm not a big science guy, but this is a pretty cool statistic. Enlightenment is like a thousand logs and love and peace and joy is very higher vibrations. So getting into those vibrations, you have to first become aware of the dialogue you're having inwardly. And this is why I think meditation is so important because during meditation, you're actually having a conversation with your own inner being. And that's scary for a lot of a lot of people, right? Because they think, Oh, meditation. I can't sit down and do that. I, I, I don't have 10 to 15 minutes a day. If you don't have 10 to 15 minutes a day, you don't have a life. Okay. And, and what's the point of you being here if you can't spend some time with your own self? So meditation obviously is one. Number two, along with meditation is something else that scares the shit out of people, which is isolation. Spending time away from the distractions of life. Going for a walk in nature. Going out and just being alone and doing something that challenges you that you've never done before and doing it on your own, not looking for someone else to do it for you. Isolation is a big key. And then obviously exercise and nutrition is, is, a, is a huge part in the physical body. We have this physical body and we need to take care of it. It's our temple in which we are, we are, we are channeling through, you know, the vessel that we are being, you know, the energy is flowing through us. So we have to take care of the physical body, exercise, nutrition, That's obvious. I think most people understand that. Another thing too is obviously your education. What are you doing to continue your education after high school, college, whatever? Most people stop reading books. They stop listening to podcasts. They stop listening to audiobooks. I encourage at least 30 minutes a day of some sort of development of education. And then the other piece of the, the, the pillar would be playfulness. Yes. Being fun and playful and fucking dancing and living in the moment. That is probably the most important key of all of this because people are seriously not serious. 
They are busy suffering in life. And once you realize that life is not that serious and you're so caught up in paying bills and working for the man and, and arguing with your wife or your husband, let it go. Let that shit go. Be in the moment. That's playfulness and living present will change your life. So you have to realize that like, like I may not be the best dancer in the world, but I love to dance. And whenever a good song comes on, I don't give a shit who's around. <laughs> I will break it down. I don't care. Cause it's like, we're energy. We're already flowing. So why not just move a little bit in the physical body? Right. It, it makes you, your physiology has a huge impact on your psychology. And that's why exercise is also really important. So I absolutely the, love I that. I go every single day and I do all of those things I just mentioned. I practice what I preach. I eat healthy. I eat a hundred percent plant-based diet. I exercise every single day. I meditate. I read every single day. You know, I practice conscious thinking. I practice being present in the moment and I practice being playful and loving and compassionate. And another thing too, that, that just, that just rang, rang down to me and I'm prompted to be talking, talking about right now is forgiveness. This is another thing. A lot of people are so stuck on hating and resenting people from their past that it's causing them current pain. So let that go. And forgive who you need to forgive, whether it's a previous partner, an ex, you know, your father abused you, your mother abused you, let it go and, and do yourself a favor and forgive them. Do you have any specific practice that you suggest? I know that what I did in the past was writing a letter and burning it or writing a letter and taking it, bury it in the place that I know I won't ever go again. Do you have any other practices? That's beautiful. I, I, I have done that before. And, and yeah, if, if you're, so it, it depends on the type of person. If you're a person who writes, write. If you're a person who speaks, speak. Like with me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an extroverted person. I, I do speaking, right? So with me, the biggest person I had to forgive was my dad and my sister. So I can remember the day like it was yesterday and I was sitting on the couch meditating and I had gotten into personal development and I learned about this whole concept of forgiveness. And I'm sitting there and I'm holding my hands over my heart. And my dad came into my awareness because, you know, he tried killing me multiple times throughout my life. He, he was just a violent person. And I sat there with my eyes closed. And for your listeners, <clears throat> excuse me, for your listeners right now, if they have someone that they're holding on to, they can do this with us. Basically, what I did was I took my hands and put it over my heart and I closed my eyes. And I saw my father and I saw him not in a sense of negativity. I saw him in a sense of love and I began to smile and I could see the good things about him. And I began to smile and in my mind, I began to talk. I began to say the words, I forgive, I forgive, I forgive. I release this feeling of anger and fear in my heart. Because this is for me. This is for me, not him. And I sat there and I did this for about 15 to 20 minutes. And I just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it and just kept saying those words over and over. And then all of a sudden, I felt this release. It was like this weight was lifted off my chest. So whoever in your life you need to forgive, let that go. Do yourself a favor and forgive them. Because I went and had a conversation with my dad 
a couple of days later and it was like, he was a different person. Hmm. I was like, wait a minute. He didn't change. I changed. I love that. You know, when Dyer, when he said, when you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at change. I love it. And the forgiveness, it's such a huge part of our lives because like we think that when we are angry and resentful, we are somehow hurting that person that hurt us in the past or caused the pain. What happens, we are poisoning ourselves. They don't care. They don't even know. Like if they did something to hurt us or cause the pain consciously or unconsciously, that probably means that they don't care, you know, right. like we can change the other people. But like you said, you can change you and the way you look at the people or situations or when you change the way you feel about it. So that's such a beautiful practice and I will do it and I will post about it in your group because <laughs> I love like, you know, new things and learning. So thank you so much for sharing that. I love it. I kind of came into that on my own. I, I don't know. It's like I had read a lot of things and whatnot, but I really just one day felt really strongly led to just letting it go. And, and really, if you imagine like a cord, like a, a lot of, a lot of the clients I work with, this is one of the big things is forgiveness. If you imagine like a cord in between you and that person, so say it's your ex-partner that you're still resenting or whatever, there's a huge thick cord in between you two of energy. So when you forgive, you cut that cord, you sever that cord when you forgive. I love it. That's beautiful. Thank you so much. I'm like taking notes. I can write a book just from the notes. <laughs> by, the way, by the way, I will make sure that I also uh, link your book to Amazon because I know it's amazing. So we'll make sure that the audience can read it to you and connect with you. And I have a one last question for you, Jake. If stranger comes to you and they ask you what they can do right now to be more confident, with themselves, what would you tell them? <laughs> so you mean if I attracted a stranger into my life? <laughs> <laughs> well, just imagine that, you know, you are on the beach, you're working out and they're watching you and they're like, my gosh, he's so confident. Look, his energy. And they will come to you and they're like, I want to be confident like you. What can I do right now? Is there anything I can do right now to start? Confidence is like a muscle. And until you learn that the core of your confidence is going to come from constantly practicing strengthening that muscle, like you go to the gym and you try to build muscle, you go to the gym, you try to build endurance. So spiritual endurance comes from building that muscle repetition, repetition, repetition. So how good are you at tying your shoes? really good, right? Because you've done it a million times. The more you work at building that confidence muscle through things, like I think affirmations are a great thing. Mm -hmm. Starting your sentences off with I am instead of I hope to, I wish for, I want to. When you put the words I am in front of your sentences, you begin to become the creator of your life. And when you're the creator of your life, creation leads to confidence. A lot of people don't have confidence is because they're not creating anything in their life and it's being created for them. So I think number one, creation. What are you, what are you wanting to create that you're not because you're, you're afraid of it, right? And also number two 
is, is the words that you're putting in your sentences. What's your dialogue like? Why are you not confident? Is it because you've been told by your dad that you were never good enough as a child? Is that showing up for you? So you have to figure out what the block is. Why, why are you not confident, right? So that would be the first thing I would say is why are you not confident? What about you? Because I always, it's very question oriented. They have to come up with their own solution. Why are you not confident, right? And then you lead into doing things like, okay, creation, when we create things and we become the creator of a life by putting the words I am in front of our sentence leads us to finding more power and speaking your truth. Because a lot of people have been beaten down their whole life to not speak up, to not share their wisdom, to not share their truth, to shine their light. So the more you do things that are uncomfortable to you, the more your confidence will grow. Oftentimes, people get stuck in this paradigm of thinking comfort, comfort, comfort. But comfort, although it feels great, nothing happens there, right? So we have to move beyond our zone of comfort and get into the realm of the unknown. And I know that's scary for a lot of people, but when you challenge yourself, you grow confidence. Confidence is one of those things. It's like, it's not really like none of the shit I'm saying is, is difficult. It's not complex. Like I was in all the assisted learning classes growing up in school, which is the class right above mentally retarded. So the things I'm saying to you are very simple. So the more you practice confidence, the more you practice working on your inner dialogue, what are the words you're saying? What are the stories you're telling yourself? Are you telling yourself the story of I'm not good enough? I'm not smart enough. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sexy enough. Whatever it is, what story are you telling yourself? And then you begin to challenge that story and you begin to replace it with the truth, which is you are good enough. You are a loving being. You are strong enough. You are smart enough, whatever it may be. And obviously there's a lot of other things depending on the person and the energy that I felt from that person and what they need in that moment. But it really begins with the questions, right? So it's, why are you not feeling confident? When did you stop feeling confident? At what point in your life did you start feeling insecure? Because confidence is a, is a sign, sheer sign of insecurity. It's fear, right? It's fear showing up. Okay, well, at 11 years old, you know, my dad told me that I was never going to be shit in life. So I began believing him because my dad was my hero, right? So you get to the point in life and you realize, okay, confidence is pretty important. I need to be able to love myself because confidence and love are, are very similar. But there's a fine line between confidence and ego, okay? Confidence is I don't need anybody to validate me. Ego is look at me, look at how big my muscles are, look at how great I am, right? That's ego shit. But you let that go and you just become it. And you no longer have to proverbial flex your muscles or show off, you know, what you are. You just are it. Like you look at someone like Gandhi or the Dalai Lama or Tony Robbins, they don't have large egos. They are just it. And people follow these people because they're so grounded in who they are. And I think that a lot of people lose confidence because they don't know who the fuck they are. Yeah. So the question at the core of this is who are you? Who are you? I love that. Who are you? 
Yeah, and, and I believe that when you start with that question, that really leads to everything else, you know, to your stories, to how you're showing up in this world, the people that you are attracting because of who do you believe that you are? It all comes to that. That's beautiful, Jake. <laughs> That's amazing. What's, what's your best tip for confidence? Like you, I think it's really the daily practice and getting uncomfortable and uh, saying yes to any opportunity that comes to you. If it feels right, I learn to say yes, even when I'm scared. Like, for example, yesterday, a couple of weeks ago, I got invited to lead a guided meditation in a goddess circle for like 15 women. And when they asked me, would you do it? I said yes before I start to think. So it's that like three seconds rule because your first instinct, it's usually right, your intuition. So I'm really learning surrendering and tapping into my intuition. So if, if there is an opportunity ahead of me, somebody asked me, would you lead guided meditation? Would you do a workout for a group of women? I say yes before my ego can jump in and no, I want to be safe. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do it. So that really builds the confidence because when you show up and you're like, oh my gosh, it wasn't that bad as I thought. I didn't die. Can you believe it? I'm still alive. And people love that. So that really helps build the confidence. So keep showing up, doing the things that make you feel uncomfortable and saying yes. Like I used to be a people pleaser. I used to say yes to everything just so people like me. Now I'm yes kind of person to any opportunity that comes my way and feels right. Right. So that helps. Your energy. Yeah. Exactly. Tuning in. People, people, humans, not people, humans do anything to avoid pain and gain pleasure. And oftentimes we think certain things will bring us pain. Say like, you know, going to do something that's going to make us uncomfortable. But in the reality of things, it will actually bring us pleasure in the long run because you're going to become a better person throughout that. Like it's the same thing with like why people stay in relationships too long that, that they know don't serve them because they're afraid of the pain that it's going to, that they're going to have to face when they end that relationship. But the question becomes this, are you willing to spend the next 20 years of your life in a relationship that you don't want? Or do you want to just end this and spend a few weeks, few months grieving over the loss and then bettering yourself throughout the process? So don't stay in a relationship that doesn't serve you just because of your fear of being lonely. And I don't know how we got to this point, but I think I need to be said. <laughs> Anytime that you feel like anything has to be said, it has to be said and it's the perfect timing. So thank you so much for sharing it, for sharing your time and wisdom. I love your energy. I love you and everything you're doing. So anything that I can do to support you, you know, I will. And one way to support you, I know it's to let know our listeners and viewers how they can reach you out. <laughs> I love your, I love your energy as well. Thank you for having me on your show and I appreciate it. And once again, it, it's, it's a pleasure to, you know, it, and I'm grateful for social media too, because that's, you know, what connected us and, and it's connecting all your listeners and everything and the podcasting, everything. But yeah, I mean, I believe that the people who are meant to show up in my life will show up. And if you, if you're looking to, 
you know, reach out to me if you need guidance or anything like that. Reach out to me, you know, I'm on Facebook, on Instagram, and I just released my new podcast, The Awake with Jake Show, Awaken Your Inner Badass. And so that's another, I have a podcast as well. But yeah, if, if you need, if you think that we are in alignment and, and you, you want to follow me, you want to reach out to me, feel free, shoot me a message. I try to do my best to respond to all the people that message me. And I'm just so grateful that this has become my life's work. And I love helping other people uncover and unlock their inner badass because we all have that just like, you know, you found yours and it's just like, look at you, you can't stop smiling. Like it's, 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 constant, <laughs> it's constantly just lit up, right? Every time you come into a space, your energy is there before you are because your energy is so vibrant. It's just, you just vibrate at a higher frequency, right? So yeah, reach out to me. I mean, I'm, I'm on social media. <laughs> Like and I will, I will, billion people in this, in this universe, 7.5 <laughs> billion people. Yes. I will make sure to share, um, all the links to your social media because it's really worth to following you. I always look on your stories because it's so much fun and education. So you have like the perfect blend of, I will wake you up and look how it looks like when you are awake. So awake with Jake. Thank you so much for joining, uh, joining me today and for everything you shared today. Thank you. You're a beautiful soul. 